Hello, and welcome back to the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby once again, and I'm joined by our good friend, Will Rabin. Will, how's it going tonight? Nick, uh, it's good to be back, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, man, we're here. It's game week. We went all summer. Week one. Not week zero. We're week one now. That's right. They let the big boys play in week one. Yeah. That's always a funny it's always a funny concept to me that they always they qualify with like a week zero. Yeah. Um but I think it's more football, baby. Yeah. No, we'll we'll take any anything we can get. I mean, it's been since like end of January, February. So it's time. It's I'm game not week. Gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, it felt really good to wake up on Saturday morning and and watch some college game day. It just feels right, you know. It felt right. Yeah, just playing the. Yeah, we're coming to your city, and you're just you just get hyped, even if you're just by yourself. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's sleeping in my house, and I'm just like getting hyped on the couch. Um, it's yeah, it's awesome. We got Georgia this week, so I mean, obviously, we got to talk about that. We got Georgia, number five in the country by the AP poll, and we got our Clemson Tigers, number three, facing off in the Duke Mayo Classic. In mm. Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, so, I don't, I don't need any other kind of mayonnaise. No, not official sponsor of the podcast, but we are taking, Duke, we are taking, we are taking yeah. submissions. So, <laughs> I don't know if you've been seeing this, um, but on Twitter they've been sharing all the like media people have been getting like a like a um, like a thank you box from them, and they're just like like all the swag, and they have like um, even like mayo, like a mayo. Um, like jar like with like a commemorative like label for the game that's awesome like just i mean just just killing it um so duke duke mayo we're um we would love to join the team if you you know we're accepting nil um submissions right now so just hit us up on the dm so will how you feeling man it's game week dude georgia it, it this has flown by because I every time like even the the discussion comes up between Clemson and Georgia and just the prospect of name I'm like is this like we're we're in the summertime like we don't that's not even close um, but we are we're less than a week um, to go here and it's just crazy man I, I start you know you know we live in the upstate. But those Georgia people are out there. Uh, we were we were at Sam's Club uh, shopping this weekend, and they're out there, man. And they they are loud and proud. I'll tell you, uh, they like the idea that they they can wear that and flaunt that that Georgia gear up in our in our neck of the woods. So um, yeah. it is it is real close. It, we are thriving up here. People are buzzing about this game, and um, I'm feeling good. I, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I mean, honestly, even after today, where it's like ninety-eight degrees outside all day, it's hard to think about hard to think about a football game coming up. But yeah, I'm pumped. It's going to be a great game. Um, so I was looking at stats coming into this, and so, but Will, Will and I were just going to jump on in and give you some preview. So hopefully, um, into the week on the podcast, uh, that we can give you on the podcast is like a little preview of what, what to look for and. 
um, what we're looking into and everything. And so want to do that. And then also later, hopefully get some time to do a little, just like preview for the rest of the season or just some nuggets we're looking at. But I mean, it's, it's Georgia week. So, I mean, you, you're O and O. All you got to do right. is win, win, the, win the opener, as, um, as some would say. So looking into some stats that I had compiled, I thought these were interesting as I was doing some previewing on like Phil Steele's magazine and Athlon's magazine. So uh, Georgia leads the series all time, 42 to 18 to four. So they were dominant back in the day, but recent history, it's been a lot closer than that. Um, Georgia won the last meeting in 2014, 45, 21. That was the Cole Stout. That was the Sean Watson's opener uh, where he, in his freshman year, he threw that, that dime that was, across the middle. Yeah. It was a frozen rope. That was a yeah. controversial year. Um, in yeah. The quarterback year. It, that one. Yeah. That one was probably the, the, that one was very controversial. Obviously Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence was controversial, but that one was I, I, I honestly even like more so I would say. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Cole Stout didn't have a whole year to himself. Um, and they were both battling for it, but KB at least had like a year's worth of credit. And yeah. this guy was coming in and trying to and, try to and took him to the playoff too. Like he took us to yeah, the playoff. He did, man. Like he was, I mean, yeah, we lost, but still, I mean, he, he was leading that offense. Yeah. Um, another interesting stat I thought you would like will is that Georgia's won their last seven openers and their last loss in an opener was to 2013 Clemson. Hey, we the were there same- for that. We were there for that where Sammy Watkins bulldozed the, the D back and went into the end zone. Yeah. Um, that was a hype game. And was, Sammy Watkins was their daddy. Yeah. Sammy Watkins was a beast at Clemson. I know he's had some injuries now, but he, he was the real deal. And then uh, last nugget is the last neutral site opener for Clemson was 2012, where they beat Auburn 26 19 in the Chick fil A kickoff. Yeah. So, it's been a little bit since Clemson's had a neutral site opener, but being in Charlotte and that the ACC championships played in Charlotte, it's not like an unknown venue where they're not used to doing it. Um, and Georgia's used to winning their opener, but having a team like Clemson's a lot different than putting uh, an FCS school or a smaller opponent to get the, the season started. You know, like there's a big option of, would you rather start with a, like a big name team and, and, a hype game like this, or would you rather start with uh, a smaller school and get the juices flowing? Um, it's it's tough, but I don't know. It, it's hard to beat going against and just seeing where you stand against the big boys. And um, if you win, you're in good shape. And if you lose, it's at least a quality loss, you know? So since we're all about yeah. quality losses and everything, that's how, yeah, that, what, what yeah, do you that feel? just like kind of burns me up a little bit, the quality losses thing that, that comes up. But um, I mean – I I would um I would say I, I'm pretty proud of Georgia. I'm I'm glad that they've they've really bought into this. Hey, let's let's schedule a marquee game. Um because you know it takes it takes some guts and um and some confidence in yourself to you know, same with Clemson. I mean, we're both signing up when when we really could, like you said, you know, schedule a, a mid major you know, yeah. um, school and, and just knock the rust off and, and, um, and play some guys and get you ready for, for the stretch. Um, but you know, Georgia really, you know, they've won the last seven openers, but 
some of them have been, you know, against smaller schools. So, sure. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll see. I mean, they're, they're a good team. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that, that more of these are happening. Um, I know that Florida state and, and, uh, Alabama are playing. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm excited about that one. Um, that, that, that's in the Georgia Dome, right? The Ben Stadium. Yes, and you're thinking of Miami. Miami, my bad. Sorry. Yes, they, they, they and, played and, a couple. They played a couple years ago. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's what I was thinking of Miami. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that they're doing these games. Like, like the, this is good for college football. I think. Um, oh like yeah. Both teams. They, you know, they're taking a risk, but I think it's. I think it's a good risk. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's better for the sport. It gets your guys hyped up to go and to see where they stand. It makes, I think, the summer workouts that much more quality just because you you have an opponent week one that you have to take really seriously. And not that you don't otherwise, but, you know, as a college kid, like, you, they know the schedule. They know who's up there. Like, I think it helps, especially the young guys, get mentally prepared for jumping into it. And so I like it. I think it's good for the sport to have all Labor Day weekend um, to go. And what's cool at this game is this wasn't one of those like 10 year out games that they've been having to schedule. This just came together in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, just to fill the non-conference. So I'm, I'm proud. Yeah. Like you said, I'm pumped that both teams like want to sign up for this. And there's a historical rivalry here yeah. that we don't always get to play every year, but it's a, it's a big deal in this area. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're less than two hours from Athens. Um, you know, back in back in the eighties, when my dad was going to Clemson, uh, late seventies, early eighties, like they played them every year, and it was a knock knockout that you know knockout drag out kind of game. Like whoever won that game was going to have a chance at, at the national title that year, and so. Um, so I remember growing up always, you know, having a little bad taste in my mouth when Georgia came on TV, um, just because, you know, being around my dad, um, he, he, uh, he's like, oh man, Georgia, I, I, I can't stand them. Um, but you know, I, I didn't grow up with that rivalry. So, um, it's, it's been fun to play him in the past few years. I'm excited to kind of level out that series as you, uh, led, led the show off with, um, kind of hurts to hear that number, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to try to level that thing out and, and starting this year. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's a long history of context where, you know, Clemson's had to build up to that point where Georgia was historically stronger. And so yeah. when you take into recent years, like obviously that becomes a lot more recent. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. So let's get to it, man. So we've got, you know, number three versus number five, top five matchup, which is huge. We've got the Alliance versus the evil empire of the ICC. I'm just kidding. Every time I, I hear about this now, I think of uh, in Star Wars, the opener of A New Hope, where Darth Vader yes. comes onto the ship and he's like, you are a part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. Like every time I think about that now, it's like we are literally like living in Star Wars now. And oh, so... Man. Not that it has to be like ACC is the rebel or the rebels and, you know, they're the empire, but it has that kind of a feel of like these two, like you have the ACC trying to take a stronghold on 
the vacancy that that's left by the NCAA. And then you've got these other conferences that are forming this alliance to try to fight back against that. So just gonna throw that out there. It it does have the feel though. I mean, who gets who gets the benefit of the doubt and the nod when it comes to I don't know, the unbiased AP poll. Um the the very unbiased AP poll. Um you know, who gets the benefit of the doubt? I mean they always brag about like seven, eight SEC schools in there. And they're like, oh, we're, we're the strongest conference because we have so many ranked in the top 25. And it's like, and you guys always get the nod. Um, yeah. Because so, you know, I mean, it's, it's a meat grinder, meat grinder schedule. Um, I mean, and yeah. I mean, so it, it does have that feel because these teams are kind of forming an alliance. And, um, you know, we got to fight back somehow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're, we're, yeah, we're also, I mean, we're obviously we're, we're Clemson homegrown guys. We're ACC homegrown. So we come from that perspective. If you happen to be a, uh, an SEC fan or a non ACC school, like listening to this one, um, thank you because this is an all Clemson podcast. So there's a lot of that (laughs) talk and two, so it's not, feelings are not always the reality, but, there is a sense of like that sec schools. And when you have similar competitions, when you really break them down, I think we're a lot closer than we, than we think. But at the same time, I mean, the sec has been the stronghold for a long period of time. But I mean, when you think about it, like I've been listening to these like different, um, you know, media members. When you listen to like the roar and everything, when you really look at Georgia's schedule, like they can legit go, undefeated rest of the year and it's not like this far-fetched of a thing like everybody's kind of down this year in the sec so it's not like always this gauntlet it's just it's a lot of name brand too so it'd be really interesting to see i don't think either of these teams if they happen to lose would really drop that much in the polls um especially if the games are close which i don't even think you should be um punished that much for for challenging yourself versus like we beat you know middle tennessee 44 to 7 you know, like what's what's really the difference in that? So I would say I would say this game is probably bigger for Clemson than it is for Georgia. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I yeah. When you say, when you say like no matter what team loses this game, like it's not going to affect them that much. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we in, lose in them, the polls, at least, yeah. Yeah, and we go eleven and one. Then, then yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get some notoriety there. But I, you know, I, I really think uh, I really think it's bigger for Clemson than it is for Georgia. Georgia has a brand, man, and and the four letter network loves Georgia. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the the seeds are planted for a Georgia team to come up and, and finally punch through that wall. Um, I think I think the bigger goal for them is in Atlanta and them beating Alabama in the yep. SEC championship. I mean, even if they're like a two-loss team and they do that, I think that's a super successful year. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, you could argue that um, – I'm not even saying I have, to, I have to argue this, but just like for me personally, but just even saying like you, you could say that Clemson's schedule is easier and it, it's more – known that they're going to be the ACC champion. So it's probably maybe an easier path to the playoff, but at the same time, 
Um, yeah, I, I think there is this narrative out there that the schedule is super easy and Clemson even more so has to put up stylistic points. So, I mean, it's, it's a game you don't want to lose. I think, of course, given the chance, I think the quality of win, I, I still think it's a bigger game for Georgia just for their narrative of like actually winning the big game recently. Yeah. But as a Clemson fan, I do not want to lose this game because I don't want I don't want to give anybody an edge of like, reasoning us out of the playoff conversation you know oh, absolutely absolutely I, and i wouldn't say it's very much because i mean our schedules are are i would say comparable um i mean we have um we, we have the the boston college the syracuse the pit the, the louisville the connecticut the wake forest south carolina and that's one crossover that we have with georgia um, which typically is is uh, uh, one that they trip over South Carolina, um, mm-hmm. but um, but you know they have UAB, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Arkansas, Kentucky. I mean, there's a lot of like comparable football teams where like the, yeah. these these two schedules kind of uh, run in parallel. I mean, they, they're going to have one other ranked opponent um, at least right now, the preseason ranked with Florida. Um, and we don't have any on our schedule at the moment, you know, it's hard to see what 2021 is going to give us, but, um, but we'll see. I mean, this, I think this is, this is good for, for us. Obviously it's a resume builder. Um, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're about to get into what did Georgia and Clemson do last year, um, and see who has the edge. Um, but you know, we talked about offense and defense last year or, or leading up into this year um, mm-hmm. in, in the last two episodes. And, I mean, personally, I think I think Clemson has the edge, but um, I say we, we let the numbers talk, you know. Let's get into it. Yeah, no, I, that's a great segue, man. Um, and, and of course, these are numbers from last year. And obviously, like, there are big changes for the year. Like, Clemson doesn't have, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. And, you know, Georgia doesn't have, like, somebody like a George Pickens and people like that. Um, just for the record, I was looking it up. Clemson's returning five on offense, five on defense, which is not including Justin Ross, starters. And then Georgia is returning... Uh, only three on offense and eight on defense. So we talk about the defensive numbers, especially for Georgia. That's there's still a lot of guys there. Um, I can run through these really fast. Uh, in scoring, in total scoring on offense, Georgia was 32.3, which is 38th nationally. Clemson was 43.5. Um, rushing is a little better for Georgia, 174 on the ground versus Clemson's 153. Passing 249 to 348. So Clemson was sixth in the country, and we have a different quarterback. Um, but offense, I mean, you would you would give it to Clemson, and then the numbers do say that, like 502 total yards to 424. So I, I think that reflects that pretty well. But obviously, especially for Clemson, this offense is going to look different. Uh, just we have different people, different trigger man, different running back, some different receivers. So the yeah. system's still there. Um, and then for Georgia, you know, you have a JT Daniels who really only started the last four games of the season and they really were having a hard time finding an identity until the very end. You know, they have a big win over Cincinnati in the bowl game. So 
you know, oh, take that for what, I mean, they almost lost that thing. They almost lost it. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so take that. Those are just to take those for what they're worth. Um, for defensive scoring, it's almost identical. Georgia yeah. gave up 20, 20 points per game. Clemson gave up 20.2. Uh, Georgia was the number one rushing defense in the country, which I thought was really impressive. Um, re-looking at these is so 72.3, um, yards per game and that's a big key in this game can clemson establish the running game like we talked about and you know in the offensive episode can they establish the run because we're actually more of a run-based offense first and then letting the pass game go and hopefully with another year under the belt for this offensive line bringing in some new blood um that can go better um let's see for Defense uh, rushing, Clemson gave up 112, which is not so only is 15th, which is still very good. Passing for Georgia gave up 248 in the air, which was 88th in the country. So they're the number one rushing defense and the 88th passing defense for a total of 12th in the country of 321. Um, and then, of course, they're bringing over Darion Kendrick to help fill in the starter role, and, and they have some. Some depth they're also trying to figure out there. Uh, Clemson was 214 uh, passing for a 326, so 15th in the country versus 12th. So very, very similar um, numbers. I mean, does anything else stand out to you, Will, from any of that we were breaking down? No, I mean, I think that it balances out onto the defensive side. It balances Mm -hmm. out to be pretty even. Um, You kind of start splitting hairs. Uh, over who who's who's above the other um i think i think you said it perfectly clemson gets the nod on offense uh we are more efficient on offense and um at least we were last year right and and i think the yeah. big question from uh a lot of the uh, the sports casters and uh sports analysts is you know what can dj do in this georgia game um and he's got he's got two data points, um, two big ones uh, we would say, but you know two data points that we can pull from uh, mm-hmm. for his you know his credibility as as a starter. Um, but you know one of the big things that's hurt Clemson in the past is uh, their turnover margin. I'm glad you you have this stat here in front of us because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> there was one year where we were the only team in like top 10 that had like, it was like three or four years ago. And it was like mm-hmm. the sloppiest year we've ever had as far as turnovers. I think, I think it was Deshaun's last year when he it's was gunning it all over the place mm-hmm. and we turned the ball over from out, but we were just such a fast strike offense that it really didn't matter. And it was, it was kind of a big, it was one of the stories for the playoff that year that Clemson was the only team with this turnover margin. So um, it's an interesting stat that you have up here um, that Clemson overall had a, had a, a plus six uh, turnover margin versus Georgia's um, minus two. And, and we were in the top, top 25 for turnover margin. So, I mean, sure. dude, it, it's, it's way more fun to have the ball than not have the ball. Um, it's a real simple way to put it and uh-huh. it's easier to score points with the ball. So, um, you know, if, if we can take care of the ball and, and even maybe score a turnover or two on defense, you know, it's going to make, it's going to make life really hard for Georgia. And so, 
yeah. anyway, just a point. Yeah, no, I think it's a great point. And I think that's the big key for DJ. That was one of his strong points in his two starts was he didn't turn the ball over, yeah. you know, uh, there was, you know, like there was a fumbling issue with Travis Etienne a couple of times, but I don't, I don't know if those officially got credited to DJ or not, but the no interceptions, I think is a big yeah. thing for how much they were asking him to throw the ball. Another interesting stat, when you look at, when you compare JT Daniels with DJ, like their stats for the year, like JT only has stats for the four starts he made. And then yep. DJ had the two big starts and then he was filling in in a backup role, but yep. completion attempts, they're like only two apart. He only had two less completions and yeah. two less attempts than JT Daniels, which I thought was very interesting for a starter. They're basically the same uh, completion percentage, 67 versus 66.7. Um, the big difference is the yards, but I included in here like an average per start. And obviously DJ had a monster game against Notre Dame. So I, I know that's very skewed, but they're both over 300. DJ was averaging 390 between the two starts. So, um, and DJ also has four rushing touchdowns. The QBR went to JT Daniels at 178 versus 146. But I, I, I just put these in there because I feel like we were talking about this off air before, but I feel like, nationally everyone's been so pumped about like what JT Daniels is coming back with and people are like giving DJ credit, but he's the freshman. I feel like it's like an, it's an opportunity to talk about other people. You know, it's like, I think people got a little tired of talking about, you know, Deshaun and Trevor. And so they're going to talk about DJ, but it's an opportunity to talk about other people. But when you look at, they get sick sick of talking about Clemson, man. Let's just be honest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, or it's just different storylines, you know. Um, so J- JT ta- went against Mississippi State, South Carolina, but that was after, you know, they had a couple of people, you know, defer for the NFL and Missouri, but Missouri was struggling a little bit at the time. And since he was a good win, but they almost lost, like you said. And so it's not to, like, take credit away from JT Daniels, but it's also like, you know, like let's hold the brakes and and – I would actually say that I feel like when, when you, I don't know how you feel, but when I throw those two guys together, um, even if I took my Clemson color glasses off, like I would pick DJ just like from a, from a talent standpoint. I mean, that's what I would want slinging the ball. I mean, are, are, is there any, anything other word of note that you're thinking about? Like when it comes to the quarterback play in this game, I mean, I like to look. I like to look at the numbers, right? You know, mm-hmm. I love data. Um, you know, I'm an engineer by trade, and so like, um, I love to you know make data driven decisions. And I think, um, as far as the data is concerned, like I I feel like I give the very limited um, amount. Uh, I I give the nod to DJ, um, and then you know on a greater scale, just go watch the games. And I think you see him, um, I mean, in an EC game, we were down by three scores. And he stormed, he stormed us back. And we, we ended up winning that game. Um, wow. And so that was, that was, that was a really, um, really big game for him, I think. Um, but also just kind of him settled into that role of, hey, yeah. I can take command. Um, even, even in a, in a time of adversity. And, and, and I'm not really able to see that with, with JT. Um, and, 
I'm not confident in the, the this is me as a Clemson fan. I'm not confident in the Georgia staff as far as, you know, really uh, developing quarterbacks. Cause they've had, they've had a fair amount in the last handful of years um, yeah. where they're, they're not able to coach and make decisions um, with the guys they have. So, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely give the edge to the Clemson staff in like a tight game uh, yeah. for, just because of, of the history that's proven there. And not that like Georgia can't do it. We just haven't seen that happen yet. We, the things we have on paper are, you know, close losses in big games. And that's the thing for Georgia to get over the hump with. And it's another opportunity for them. So, I mean, it's, it's time and to that, play. That close game in South Carolina where I think they went to overtime and they missed a field goal. Mm-hmm. And like they had no business losing that game. They should not – not between the hedges. And, and that was a big year yeah. for them. Like that was yeah. Georgia's year as, as a lot of people put it. And yeah. uh, you should not be losing that game. And so time and time again, like you said, like so far we have not been proven wrong. Uh, at least with, with yeah. their staff able to yeah. really, really make good decisions um, mm-hmm. in, in close games. And come out on top. Yeah, you know, and 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 for argument's sake, people might bring up the Pittsburgh game, you know, where Deshaun had all those passing yards, but Pittsburgh won on the kick. But then I would also argue too, like Pittsburgh's better than people give you know credit for. And also, that's the year Clemson won the national title and came yeah. back from it. So it, it's not like it can't be done, but it, it's what do you do after something like that happens? So yeah, I'll give the edge on both quarterback play and. um QB to uh, QB and quarterback play QB and coaching to Clemson. Um, but Georgia's got some, got some players. And um, so it, it, it'll definitely be a fun game. What is there a certain position group or a certain side of the ball that from a Clemson fans perspective, that you're like nervous facing against, or you're really wanting to see like how our guys do yeah. facing that matchup. Yeah, I think, and I'm I'm anticipating you thinking the same, but maybe maybe not. Um, I'm thinking the matchup of our O line versus their D line. I think that's going to be a key key mm-hmm. matchup for the game. I mean, um, like we talked about in in the former episode, we we got a lot of young guys. I think one guy that's senior, um, and so. You know, when we look at, you know, that, that rushing defense out of Georgia, ranked number one in the country last year, um, and would you say eight returning starters on defense? On defense for them, yep. yeah. And so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of – there's a lot of senior guys um, coming back uh, on that Georgia defense. And so, that's, that's going to that's gonna be a key matchup. In my mind, what I'm looking to see us be able to hold off that that rushing defense um mm-hmm. and if we can like you said earlier establish the running game even by a little bit it frees up the it's passing game changer mm-hmm. and um so I, I feel good about our wideouts getting open um and, yeah. and dj maybe buying himself some time but i don't think he can do that all game and um no. if, he, if he doesn't have time back there he's not going to find those guys get open he won't have enough they won't even have enough time to get open and so we'll see they're gonna really have to grit their teeth 
and and um and play real tough in the trenches. I think that yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you you listen to coaches all day. Games are won in the trenches, but um, I think that that right there is going to be a big key matchup for the game. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a super. I mean. The the line, the trench line, the trenches are the big game. You know, our defensive line is arguably the best in the country. And going against their own line, it, it's can you get pressure? Can you control their running game um, on both? It, it, that's, I think, the key of the game is which defensive line, which defensive front can control or minimize the other team's running game. Because whoever does that is going to control the game. And yeah, we were, I, we were top 15 last year in rushing defense, and we didn't even have – all of our guys there. Yeah. Like Tyler, Tyler Davis missed like half the games. Um, yeah. Brissie, he got hurt a little bit. And so NXT mm-hmm. wasn't even, he didn't even play. And so yeah. um, if we're, if we're, if we're, uh, you know, peak strength and, and healthy, I'd take our D line over, over their O line. Yeah. No, so, I think, I think I would give the edge to both defensive lines over, um, their their the O lines, it's whatever O line can hold up more. And yep. So, but I mean, I feel confident going into it that we that the guys will be ready to go, and not that there won't be some some setbacks. I wouldn't be surprised to see DJ run a little bit just to keep them honest. Not saying we'll we'll rely on that, but I would I could see some some dump offs, some screens, some quick releases, just to get guys open and uh, expecting Georgia to be aggressive. You know, you've got defensive front guys wanting to make plays. You got DK on the outside, ready to make some plays and hyped up. So I it's gonna be intense on that side of the ball. Let's just put it that way. But Okay, those those are like our key matchups. We'll say probably like game makers. Yeah. What um one one I'd love to hear like uh what you think. One that I hope happens. One that I really hope happens is that, and we were talking about that this weekend um, with with a few of our roommates. Um, uh, we hope DK and Justin Ross line That's, up. I knew it. I knew you were gonna I, go I, right. Yeah, I think I think I think we all. Yeah, it was it was me and Ryan and and Sam. We were talking about. I was like, I we just hope that that DK and Justin Ross line up against each other and Justin porches him just embarrasses him yeah it's i i like i mean listen dk can play like i mean obviously he started for us for a couple years and he can play but justin ross that he he's a dude like he can play people people are sleeping on him like the i mean obviously sleeping is in like he was voted like first team he's first team all-american people voted for on him. So I mean, you know, I, they'll give him credit for that, but I feel like there hasn't been as much talk as the guys earned. He can put on some moves, especially a couple of double moves. Watch out. Like And there's a big there's a big mismatch as far as height goes. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that that goes. I mean, I think that's that's pretty big and um and then Brian Brzee, honestly. I'm I'm excited to see him in the trenches. Yeah. I think they're going to have a party in the backfield. Uh, I really do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think, think, I think what you were talking about earlier, as far as um, DJ um, 
kind of getting some quick wins, like, like dump a few off, keep them honest because they mm-hmm. are going to be aggressive. That is their nature. I think, um, especially in this big game, I think Georgia has a lot to lose, um, in this game. Um, I think it's, I think it's important for us to win, but I think they have a lot to lose if they lose to Clemson. Um, yeah. Just I, from a narrative standpoint, as you were saying earlier. Um, yeah. So they're going to come out aggressive. I agree. And if we can get some quick wins, keep them honest, have them mm-hmm. settle down, and then our staff goes to work and just picks them apart. Yeah. I would um, – this is this is my perception. Is Clemson um, – we're, we're getting closer to the 40-minute mark, so um, I'm, I'm, I want to – help us tie up because we could talk about Georgia for like, we could talk about this for a long time, but, um, but wanting to, wanting to not miss other stuff too. Um, So Georgia is going to be very emotional. I feel like coming into this game, it's not like Clemson's not, but if it were coming into, I could, I could picture like Georgia's very like feeding off the crowd, feeding off energy and very hyped for this, like ready to prove themselves game. Whereas Clemson's been in some big games and, our perception in a big game is not like we're slower starting, but we like take some time getting into the rhythm of the game. And we tend to end of the end of the second quarter, like that eight minutes between the second quarter and the third quarter, that's our, that's the time to shine. So if Clemson can withstand the initial onslaught and make some big plays, quiet the crowd, it's close. Even if George is winning for a little bit, like halftime, you know, say it's like a score, um, I feel I would feel confident going into the second half. But the thing is, you just don't want to get down big and then have to come back because yeah. we did against BC, but Georgia can play. And that's that's the thing I would want to argue against. So yeah, and, and if they have they have, you know, momentum on on their defense, there's nothing stopping them. Like, like yeah. you said, they're going to beat off the crowd. And and I don't think we could get anything going if, if we get if we get down by three scores it's it's gonna be really difficult to come back we cannot allow yeah. that no we can't allow that happen and so that's that's what i say it, it, the first few drives are important especially for mo- momentum yeah um, in the game so i don't anticipate that but that's that's what the in the field of the game that's what i would that really is what's want. great about college football man yeah momentum is so so big in a game yeah yeah um all right so we've been talking about this for a little bit so, Will, who do you have in the game, and do you have do you have a score prediction, or yeah, um, if, if you if you feel yes. one? So, um, I have Clemson. I have Clemson. Okay. I'm gonna put my Clemson Clemson glasses on. I'll be extremely biased. I don't care what people say. <laughs> um, Clemson on top. Um, and and I don't I don't know if we score forty points. I think it's more like thirty eight, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, just because we we got to knock the rust off. But yeah, you know, 34, 38, and and I think we hold we hold Georgia to you know twenty one, twenty four. So I think we take them by by a score or two. Um, yeah. but. You know, that's just me, man. I think, I guess, for a final score prediction to give it to you, we'll say 34 24. How about that? Stop it. Don't, I'm not playing with this right now. I literally, that's the exact score I was going to say. I'm not making this up. 
Now, all your listeners are going to think we talked about it before. I know they're going to think we talked about this whole time. I, I, I swear that that was the exact score I was thinking. I was like 35. I, I would say like, the, you know, spreads like three points, but like I could see being over a touchdown and then, you know, like it, it's stretching out and then Georgia coming back. But, I, you know, 35, 21, 34, 24. So, I mean, just be different. So it's not the exact same. I'll go, yeah. I'll go 35, 28. But okay. I mean, I, I, I legit, my head was thinking like around that same, around that same time. So, uh, there you go. So we both got Clemson winning, but obviously it's a big game. It's a game Clemson can lose. So we're very excited to, to tune in on Saturday night and we'll be on the edge of my seat the whole time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. So um, with, with the last few minutes, uh, you don't want to go too, too long, but we had talked about, is there another game on the schedule for Clemson that you're just circling and you want to keep your eye on, you want to keep your eye on this team in anticipation of the upcoming game? Yeah, I mean, I love the Florida State matchup every year. Um, And I know that they have not been good as of late. Um, But you remember last year when they – it was either North Carolina came to them or they went to North Carolina. and. North Carolina came to them, and they 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 brought it to them. Yeah, and uh, so so I like what Mike Norvell's doing down there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he's he's a good fit, um, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm excited about that game. I think in particular, um, that's one that I circle um, almost every year. Um, that's sure. the game that that I'd love to take at Florida State every year because I mean they took it to us for a long time. Um, yeah, it's and, it's only it's only fair now. And uh, so, uh, no love lost if we beat them by six seven scores. I really don't care. Um, yeah, but you know if it's close, not playing. Yeah, so be it. Yeah, um, but that's a, that's a game that I, I circle. Um, oh sure, I, I yeah. love I love beating them. And then obviously South Carolina. I I cannot stand South Carolina. Um, and and uh, so. Obviously, that one is a is a big circle highlighted mm-hmm. um, and and scratched through and um, so so as far as um, outside of that one because I think that's obvious um, it's it's four state for sure four state okay because I think and, they're, they're on the yeah they're definitely on the upside it, it'll be interesting to see Mackenzie Milton. Um, playing you know at finally coming back um you picked the two teams we didn't happen to play last year um yeah and i'm also going to pick a team we didn't play last year i'm gonna pick nc state Mm. because nc state's got some stuff going there they've got two of the best linebackers in the acc devin leary before he got hurt he can play i don't like going to raleigh like weird stuff happens there i i I'm not saying that I don't anticipate Clemson losing, but I definitely keep my eye on how the Wolfpack are doing. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that we play them early in the year? Um, and they're always blaming they're always blaming their loss to Clemson on injuries. Well, then for that reason, I would say early is great. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I don't. Frankly, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm like, yeah. whenever's the game, but I would say early, early is better. Um, 
Yeah, spot the ball. Spot the ball. We'll play it on the moon, as Dabo say. Yeah, yeah. I would say NC State's a very. um, I mean, we talk about momentum. I feel like there's a huge momentum team. If they got got off to a hot start, then it's like a night game. Say they have a blackout. The energy's there. I don't want to get into that. If if they're still trying to get their their bearings underneath them and trying to fit these new pieces, I feel like we can come in there better and establish ourselves easier. So, preferably early, but. I don't know how much of that matters, but I would say if you're giving me the option, I would definitely say earlier for for the sake. And then also we didn't talk about this and just also mention it BC again, um, just because yep. we have to play them again. And we have them at home back-to-back years, but Phil, Dr- Phil Dracovic can play. And man. I'm – they're, Yeah, they're, they're going to have some salty, um, some salty wounds ready to, ready to redeem themselves. So – People make fun of the schedule, but I'm telling you, like the ACC is definitely it's one of the best years for the quarterback play, and you're gonna see some. We're gonna start to see some more ACC teams ranked and and some some making some noise. I feel like so. Well, yeah, we I, can, think, uh, I think uh, um, I think another team to discuss um, just really quick, like Wake Forest. I feel like always has a really good first half of the year, and and they're always yeah. like kind of sneaky. I don't yeah. I don't know. If, you know, we necessarily need to worry about it, but I think the rest of the ACC does because, yeah, um, you know, Sam Hartman, he was on, what was it? Um, QB1. QB1. Yeah. yeah. And, and ever since then, you know, he's just been climbing and climbing and climbing. And so yeah. I'm kind of excited to watch them play. Um, and, you know, we play them on a Saturday, not a Thursday night. So uh, less to worry about. For all those, for all those Tommy Bowden uh, years. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hated those wheat night games. Um, yeah, it's man, we can talk about those <laughs> some of those for a while. Yeah, Wake Forest, don't sleep on them. The fighting, fighting Dave Clausens. Um, they'll be ready to play, you know. But for real, they'll be ready to play. So I mean, no, they're a disciplined we, group. Uh, they're, yeah. they're just, you know, we're a bigger team and, and deeper than them, and so it it hurts them in the end. But they're they're a good team, disciplined group. Yeah, yeah. So, well, there you have it, guys. We can put a, a a pin in that for this week. We've already been going for a while. So, if you've stayed with us this long, thank you for listening. Um, so, Will, as always, thank you so much for for being on here. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, bro. It was um, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I, I think uh, you have to really uh, convince me and uh convince me to carve out the time to speak about Clemson football so um especially when we have Georgia on the calendar and uh less than seven days we're taking it to him in Charlotte so um dude it's been an honor and a pleasure to be on the show thanks again for having me absolutely go Tigers yeah hopefully when we talk next time it will be on a um on a fun on a fun side of it so, um, y'all, thanks for listening. Remember, subscribe, like the podcast, um, leave us a review if you like, share with your friends, spread the word. So, um, well, we'll say good, good luck to the Tigers, and, and we'll enjoy watching them on Saturday night. Thanks for listening, and we're signing off.